0: Welcome everybody to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have Pamela Hopkins. How's it going today, Pamela? Going great. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going pretty good. You know, I'm in South Florida. It could be worse. I could be in Texas, where it's like 108 right now. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was like, "Yep, don't, nope." I'm glad. (laughs) At least,
1: at least it rains and cools off in Florida, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) that that was the weird thing was like we had a rainstorm that came in about an hour ago, and I opened up that door, and like this nice cool breeze came in, and I'm like, oh, I guess Florida can do that every once in a while. So, every now
1: and then, yeah, we yeah. we get that here in Arkansas every now and then, but it's really hot and humid here as well. So oh yeah,
0: I, yeah, I imagine so. First off, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. I know you've been releasing a lot of music this year and that's got to be trying to (laughs) exciting and just nerve wracking and like all sorts of crazy emotions. So, you know, I can only imagine what's going through your mind right now.
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my newest one, giving a damn don't go with my outfit, the video actually releases tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. So
0: That's exciting. We'll we'll definitely get into the video here in a little bit and uh, go over that and, you know, like the whole creative process and all that fun stuff. But before we kind of jump into the new single, the music video and all your future music and all that fun stuff, what's kind of your origin story? What got you into music? Like if we're talking comic book origin, number one.
1: Okay. So number one, uh, if we go way back, you know, to the, the very first story, basically, um, I guess long story short, I was tested in my, you know, for hearing, see if I could hear, I guess, different tones. The whole Mm -hmm. class was in in fourth grade. And then they called my mom and basically said um, she hears pitch really well. So we wanted to join the orchestra and I started, you know, they suggested I play the cello and I did that all the way through college and joined choir in high school and did karaoke. You know, that was a big thing back then. So you get your feet wet. So you do karaoke outside of choir and um, basically started there and then kind of gave it up for a good chunk of my life to finish college, have a family and all that stuff and a couple other careers and got back into it about eight years ago. And here I am added a couple of instruments and, uh,
0: and writing so,
1: and everything else now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you, you took like a good chunk of time off during that. Were you still like noodling around on the guitar or was it just like cold
1: cut? I'm done. No, no, I, I no, <laughs> I, I just did karaoke every now and then I had babies and, you know, yeah. staying so around the house. That was it. I quit. pretty much yeah. quit
0: cold Turkey and just didn't give it a second thought.
1: Well, I had a second thought, but I just didn't know what direction to go. So I was just like, well, you know, we're just changing direction and went a different direction for a while. And then, you know, it comes full circle when it's your passion. So it just comes yep. back right. to you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what, what was the, uh, spark, for you to get back into it about eight years ago?
1: Uh, my husband and I went to, I used to love going to piano bars. And um, back in the day, I was like, I wish I could do that. I wish my piano skills were that great, but they, they weren't. I mean, I was a very big time beginner. And um, about eight years ago, we went back into a piano bar. And I was like, you know what? I want to do this. And I started talking to one of the piano players and I got up on stage and sang, and he was like, Oh, you got some pipes. And I was like, thank you. And I said, I kind of play piano. I kind of, I didn't lie. Yeah. per se. But <laughs> I didn't play as well as I probably told him I played and yeah. um, asked him how I got into doing what he was doing. And he said, well, he said, um, I, he, I met with him like for lunch and we kind of talked and he was like, do you know any songs? and I was like, mm, no, not really. And yeah. he said, okay, learn 30 songs and come back and see me. And I did. And he started letting me k- get up on like Thursday nights, um, the slow night. And let me start kind of being in front of a crowd and it kind of went from there. And then of course now I play pretty well. I think (laughs) I bang on the keys a lot. I don't know. (laughs) I bang a lot. And
0: so is that, uh, was that kind of your introduction and how you got into like doing the dueling pianos and stuff like that? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because the dueling piano gig, you know, um, outside of like being a solo artist, I, I, didn't know how to go about being a solo artist. I wasn't writing at the time. I'd only written one song and had a demo of it. And that was about it that I had done uh, back in like 2005. Mm. And that was about it. I mean, outside of like having a friend that played guitar and I might sing with him at a festival, but that wasn't, there was nothing like, I just was like, man. And, um, outside of that, I just didn't know what to do. And so when we went and did the dueling piano thing, and I really enjoyed the show that people were liking, and I was like, I want to be on that stage. And it just kind of sparked something in me to where I was, it just became like a burning desire that I had to do that. And so I worked, you know, my, I had an upright grand piano, um, obviously it doesn't have headphones and my kids and my husband had to hear me play the same songs over and over and over again. So I just found the, um, most popular two and three chord songs that I already knew that I used to sing in karaoke. (laughs) And learned those on piano. And that's what I went back with. And I was like, hey, look, I can play me and Bobby McGee. I can play Redneck Woman. I can play Jolene because they're all, you know, really simple. And they were easy to memorize. And so I could look like I was doing something versus learning complicated chords. And it just kind of grew from there. And then eventually I got offered a full-time job and I was able to quit my teaching career to do it. And it was a steady income versus trying to find gigs. You know, yeah. we had two right. piano bars in, in Arkansas at that time or in Little Rock area at that time. Now there's just one and I'm at that one. So
0: gotcha. Um yeah. so before before we uh dive deeper into the dueling pianos and stuff, uh you were a teacher beforehand?
1: I was a police officer first for 13 okay. years and a, and a teacher for five. So I have a master's degree in education. Okay.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. And so where does the police officer aspect of things kind of fit into all of it? Like, I mean, if you have a, ma- obviously you have a master's degree in education there. Yeah.
1: I got that after. So, oh, okay. gotcha. uh, yeah. So I was in music and then it kind of changed directions because I went to Nashville and I didn't have a great experience there. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. I just didn't like the experience that I had with, um, the promises that are made mm-hmm. and, The internet was not, you know, big back then. What didn't exist. Um, That's how long ago it was. Pretty much didn't exist. And so you couldn't do research on people. You know, you just didn't know. You had to go by word of mouth and just trust. And I felt like I was taken advantage of and it just was a turnoff to me. And so I just kind of turned my back on it and was like, well, I'll go to to karaoke every now and then if we go out to a bar. But decided to uh, finish college and got married and had kids. And um, when I got out of college, pretty much my husband was already... A police officer. So we met in college, he became a police officer. Um, And then I graduated, we got married, and I couldn't find a better job. I was like, there's not really great jobs for psychology majors, um, unless I wanted to get a master's degree. And at the time, I was burned out. I was like, I don't want to go to school anymore right now. And um, applied to be an officer as well, and got the job. And I stayed in that career for, like I said, 13 years. And they put me back out on the street as a because I did D.A.R.E. for a while. So I taught yeah. the D.A.R.E. program and did school resource. And so at nine out of the 13 years, that's what I did yeah. and got promoted and put back out on the street. And um, that was fun for a while until my kids were like, I don't want you to go to work because I always worked weekends and I worked evening shifts. So I worked from two in the afternoon to 10 at night. So I missed my kids a lot. Yeah, and um, I really enjoyed being in the school environment, and basically talked to my husband and said, "Hey, do you mind if I go back to school and get my master's and teach?" And he was like, "That's what you want to do," and so that's what I did. And I had a twenty thousand dollars pay cut to do it because I'd been, you know, at the police department long enough. Yeah. I was making pretty good money, yeah. Um, and being a sergeant and having, you know, all the overtime and starting as a first year teacher, it was literally a twenty thousand dollars pay cut. But I got to see my kids and all that. And I did that for about um, five years before I started doing the dueling piano thing part time Mm -hmm. and learning. And they were like, look, we really want you to go full time and we can replace your salary. And I was like, well, you know, my parents are getting sick. My dad had just gotten diagnosed, been diagnosed with cancer again. And my Mm -hmm. mom was having strokes and I needed more flexibility Mm -hmm. um, to be able to go to the hospital with them and take them to doctor's appointments, as well as my son was type one diabetic. So I'd have some flexibility with that to be able to to deal with the, the sicknesses going on. And um, that offered me that. So, you know, I was like, all right, well, here we go. Both feet in. I jumped in and I've been doing it ever since. So I'm I've been doing it about seven and a half years now. Oh and, and for, four years ago I started the solo stuff. So
0: that's right. And for anybody that hasn't been to a dueling piano show, what kind of is that setup or what is? It? What can they expect if they go to one?
1: Um, It's a pretty well, if they go to a good one, it's going to be a high energy um, clap along, sing along type of um, show. So it's request driven. And um, so we take requests. We generally tell people we play the top 40 songs, all genres, Mm. pretty much from 1960 ish to today. So if you request, you know, some Beatles, we know some Beatles. If you request Alicia Keys, we can do that. Yeah. And it's an all request, and it's clap along, sing along. We do jokes, we do call downs for uh, birthdays and special occasions, and you know we might do something special for an anniversary couple or something like that. So it's you know it's very it's very much a job that you have to know how to entertain, not just sing and play. Yeah, so uh, if you so, can't keep that pace, you're not, and you'll bore people in the leaf.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it so it's more of uh, it's more entertainment based than it is music based for the most
1: well i mean we're playing the pianos you know yeah. back and forth um yeah. so i'll play a song and I, you know and my partner will play a song and we harmonize with each other i might beatbox if it's something that's i mean there's a big entertainment factor in knowing a yeah. lot of songs as well but that's also where i learned how to play the drums it's where i learned how to play the bass you know and becoming a multi-instrumentalist as well as singing and entertaining at the same time, knowing how to stop, when to stop, what pace, when to tell them to clap, when to tell them to sing along. Um, it's, it's about a, it's a timing thing. So it's for me as a solo artist, it's made me, um, learn how to be on a stage and not just stand there, you know, and be like, I'm just singing a song with a mic in front of me, how to move around, how to look at people, eye contact, how to talk on the mic, all that was learned. Um, so it is an entertainment thing, but if you can't sing and play, you can't.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's entertainment predicated on the fact that you're actually a musician. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. And then uh, after doing that gig for a little while, you decided to start pursuing your solo career. Um, exactly. W- for what, what was the original vision for your solo career versus um was it did you have aspirations of being like a full band or did you always just like it no it's a solo deal or what was the original no
1: i i i have a i have a band so okay. um as far as like solo you know career my band doesn't really have a name it's except the pamela hopkins yeah. band um i mean i call well, them the i'm talking ring. like
0: more initially <laughs> initially when you were first coming out or when you were first decided that you were going to go sp- uh do your own thing for was it like, did you have the original vision of it just being like you by yourself or did you have the vision of a full band?
1: I had the vision of a full band okay, um, and then finding musicians to do that. But, you know, being able to, in, in my mind was to write my own songs. And mm-hmm. like, I would tell people, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm great at performing everybody else's songs. Yeah. What do I sound like? And, you know, my, my whole dream would be for somebody someday, people to request my songs and sing along to those. Yeah. You know, that's my vision. Now I'm older, so it's a little, a little harder to kind of break into um, I wouldn't say a fan base cause I have fans, but um, I would say, you know, like labels, don't look at you at my age, you know, you're too old. We can't make money off of you. Um, so you kind of just got to do it on your own. And that's a little harder. You know, if you don't have the big machine pushing your stuff out and spending all that money, now I have to do all that. You know, I'm the one spending the money. I'm the one, you know, begging people, please listen to my stuff <laughs> or try to get on playlists and um, all that good stuff. But it, it's fun. You know, I enjoy doing my band stuff. Um, I take off and off at uh, the bar that I play at and will book my band somewhere about once or twice a month, um, only because, you know, my dueling gig is... Pays pretty well, so I have to make sure that if I am doing the Pamela Hopkins band thing, it's covering what I would make there. Yeah, Um, and I try to pay my musicians well. You know, if they're going to take the time to support me, I've got to help support them. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely. It's always, (laughs) you know, that that's one of the things that a lot of musicians kind of gloss over the fact that if you're if you're like mainly or if you're known as a solo, mute like. Pamela Hopkins, but you have a backing mm-hmm. band. They kind of gloss over the fact of, Oh, Hey, I got to pay these guys. They're supporting me. You know, right. so it's, it's always refreshing.
1: I, yeah. So. Well, and I, you know, I play the piano so I can do solo gigs, which, you know, I do. Um, I generally like having one of my band members with me, either my drummer or another yeah. guitar player playing with me, just because I like the duo. I like the the mixed instruments. Um, but I have done some where it's just me. Uh, but mostly I, again, I'm doing covers when I do that because unless they're like, all into my music yeah. they're not wanting to listen to an hour of my music gotcha. they're like we don't know any of this can you play journey <laughs> yeah. yeah i can play journey uh,
0: <laughs> i yeah I, I i've i've seen that happen so many times at shows <laughs> where it's just like "Yo, know, cut to the covers because none of these people like i mean I I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying the originals but yeah. the six people that just walked out left because they didn't know what you were playing
1: right so like we just did a festival um it was called the delta arts festival in newport my band did we did our an hour and 10 minutes and we did a mix so we started with two two covers that people would be familiar with because you know you don't rope them in okay this girl can sing she you know is high energy um and then we would do two originals and then back to something familiar you know Mm -hmm. so they can only keep their attention so long if you do a bunch of originals and they're like we don't you yeah. don't know any of this, you know, so you do a couple, make sure they're good ones. And um, then go back to, Hey, you know, this song, yeah. <laughs> sing along with me.
0: <laughs> and it, it, it kind of doing it that way gives them the ability to get back in, into what you're doing, because if they don't know the song, there's ch- small slight chance that they'll start tuning out a little bit.
1: Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. I accidentally hit my cord and it... oh,
0: uh, it's all good. I, I know, was like, I don't know what you
1: said.
0: No, was, the the way the way you kind of have it set up where you do like two covers and then you morph into a couple of originals and then go back to covers, right. is it, it's the ability to introduce them to your originals without completely losing them. Because if you sit there and right. like you said, play twenty twenty original songs, it's after a while, it's like I'm not into this. Like right. Yeah, you know. I haven't
1: heard this on the radio. I'm like, well, yeah. cause yeah, you know, Sony didn't push it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. But then again, you go to some of those festivals where uh, you play a cover song and it's just like, oh, be the just another cover band. Screw it. I don't want to listen to this. So
1: right. But, so, you know, it's it's finding that good mix. Um and being able to introduce, like you said, introduce the originals in with things that are familiar.
0: Yep, And, you
1: know, that was kind of when we put that show together, I was like, you know, half and half is kind of what I like and a good mix in between so that there's always something you're going back to. Like, what is she going to do next? Oh, she's doing, you know, like we did a medley and had um, like Motley Crue and Vanilla Ice and just things over the decades that I liked and kind of, you know, and so it was kind of a a different than just country. They were like, oh, she can do other stuff. Like, Yeah. yeah, I can.
0: You just put Vanilla Ice and Motley Crew in the same sentence and it threw me way for a loop. I'm like,
1: I know new kids on the block was in there too. I and mean, Travis.
0: I mean <laughs> you know, if, if you could find a way to make it work, like
1: we did, I'm telling you, we did. I, I think it was about probably 15 minutes, maybe a 15 minute medley of, uh, and I called it like my inspirational uh, kind of a artist over the years. Yeah. I just basically took people through my life and I couldn't fit everything in because I was all over the place. Yeah. You know, we started with uh Greece, you know, a musical. Yeah. And then I mean we even did Footloose, you know, so another musical, but just, you know, kind of like here, I wasn't always country, you know. Yeah. I love country, but I loved all this stuff too. Yeah. So when you hear my music, you might hear a song that has an influence from this genre, you know, versus this one. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> before uh, before we jump into your new single, you brought up a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. Yeah. Who were some of your? Uh, you'd mentioned that you weren't always country. You you had a little bit of a rock influence and influences from other uh, genres. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your early influences, musically speaking?
1: Um. So, like I said, when we kind of comprised that that medley um, that went on, I was sitting there thinking of who who was. You know, it started off like with you know the earliest thing I remember was like, you know, Grease, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I got chills and multiplying. Yeah. And that's one of the earliest songs I remember kind of like standing in front of the TV and going, I love this, you know, and I want to dance along and sing along to it. Um, So I I would say definitely some of the more popular musicals that were out. And then if you go through the eighties, Madonna, uh, Madonna was a real big, I wanted to be Madonna in seventh grade. I had the the glove and the, you know, and the, the hair and the, <laughs> the big hair
0: <laughs> understood completely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the, uh, the perms, big hair. I wanted to be Madonna really bad and like a virgin immaterial girl. <laughs> I would dance front of the TV on MTV on that stuff. Um, but then, you know, as I went through and I had some country back then, like the Judds and yes. um, I liked them as well. And then I got really into hair bands. So um, guns and roses, Motley Crue is one of my favorite hair bands, Def Leppard um and then i started crushing on uh new kids on the block yeah <laughs> boys to, then i went into r and i did you know but also some salt and pepper back there i remember seventh grade you know push it was i loved that song so i mean it was just everywhere and you go into the 90s and it went into uh, atlantis more and um some of the 90s country like I, I literally was everywhere boys to men i went and saw boys to men montel and mary j blige in concert I mean, I was like, I gotta go see them. We we're front row nice. loved them and saw them again a few years ago with new kids on the block in Oklahoma. So.
0: <laughs> that, I'm actually kind of mad because this past weekend uh, Montel Jordan was in, uh, in central Texas, about 20 minutes. Uh, from where I live. Yeah. He was doing a big, uh, Juneteenth, uh, celebration show. Yeah. There. I'm like,
1: he, he was, he was fun. Um, like I said, it was it started with Mary J. I still remember that concert very very well. It was Mary J. Blige, and she started and she ran longer than what I thought. I was like like an hour and a half it seemed. Yeah. I was like, she ever going to end?" Like, <laughs> and then Montel came out. And of course, his big song "This Is How We Do mm-hmm. It," yeah. you know. <laughs> and then right into Boys to Men. And because we were right there on the front row when they did "Na the water and dry that song, whatever it is. It was raining on stage, and we got wet from the rain. It was like, it was badass. I was like, that's what I want to be doing someday. I want to be on a stage entertaining people to where, when they see my show, you know, they're like, that was pretty badass. Like I would go to another concert. That's, you know, that's what I I wanted back then. Even I just didn't know how to do it. You know, like I want to do that, but how do I do it? didn't know what to do. Yeah. And the internet wasn't a thing. So it's not like you could just go look up what's the process. You couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just one of those things where you just got to, do it, take the bumps and just kind of figure it out. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm I wasn't tough
1: back then as tough as I, I am now. Now I'm like, meh, whatever. I'll just do my thing. And if you don't like it, then scroll on.
0: <laughs> That's the best attitude to have. Just kind of keep yeah. doing your thing for you. Yeah. So uh, we, we've been teasing the new single uh enough. Uh, It's a uh, give a damn. How long's it been out? I know the music, the music video drops tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. How long has the uh, single been?
1: I dropped that. I dropped "Giving a Damn, Don't Go With My Outfit back on May 8th. So it's okay. been out a little over a month. Um, I'm almost up to 500,000 streams on Spotify, I think, at this point. It's like 486,000.
0: 000... eighty-six five hundred and
1: thirty-one. There you go. 486,531. It's a good song. And I co-wrote it with uh, two other Nashville writers. And the whole idea uh, started off on a T-shirt. <laughs> But yeah, so the video, right, it uh, comes out tomorrow and um, it drops on my Pamela Hopkins Vivo YouTube channel. So I've got a Vivo channel that it will come out at midnight tonight. You'll get it before I'll get it because it should come out in Florida. It should come out at or your midnight will be my 11 o'clock.
0: That's one thing I've always been trying. I've been trying to figure that out is if it releases just at midnight Eastern, then it's available for everyone. Or if it's all like it geotard. Might.
1: I'm a check. I'm a check tonight. I'm usually yeah. in bed, uh, and I forget about it till midnight. <laughs> yeah. I'm and I'm like, oh, I better check it. Yeah, I'm a check tonight at eleven. I'm gonna set an alarm, and I'll, I'll let I'll let you know. I'll send you an email. I'll let you know oh. it's out.
0: <laughs> I, awesome, because I, I know I'm gonna be checking for it. So it's just like
1: everything. I'm pretty proud of this one. It's it's good. It's a fun. It's a fun video, and um, it is. Uh, I think I put on my Facebook page. If it offends you, that it's probably talking about you. So. <laughs> just
0: saying i love it i love that so much uh for the people that or for people that haven't had a chance to hear hear the song yet uh what's kind of the story behind it
1: well um i live in a small town and uh you know i've lived here since 2006 so looking at 15 years my kids go to school here but um i came from little rock which is a big city here in, in arkansas um and moved into this small town of 3,000 people. Everybody knows everybody and everybody's in everybody's business. And I, I try to stay to myself. So I kind of prided myself on when I would go to town and talk to somebody like, do you know so-and-so? Like, mm, nope. <laughs> and I don't want to, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to, cause I don't want people in my business. Yeah. But, um, you know, just there, like, so the idea came from a t-shirt and I bought the t-shirt and it was given an F. F mm-hmm. doesn't go with my outfit. And I was showing my co-writer that I was like, Hey, look at my new t-shirt I got. And we were talking about, and he's like, and I said, man, we ought to write that song. And he's like, we should, we should write that song. Well, we finished the song that I'm releasing next, which is called back when, because that was a song we were working on. And the next time we got together a week or two later, he was like, Hey, what are we working on? And I was like, I really want to write, write that song. And so we started talking about a storyline and I had thought about it for a couple of weeks and, um, I kind of said, you know, when we talk about giving a damn, not going with your outfit, what does that really mean? And I said, you know what? I I just started talking. I like, I live in this small town and I don't give a damn what people think about me. I just don't, I I don't. And you can talk about me, you can, and I'm one of those personalities, you either love me or you don't. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm hard to take. I'm just blunt. And some people don't like that. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, I'm not for everybody. You know,
0: (laughs) I completely completely get where you're you're coming from on that one.
1: So as the storyline went, we just started off like the first lyric is small town people talking, you know, and not sure what they're saying because they talk behind your back. (laughs) And so I don't care what they're saying, but for whatever reason, they don't like me. And I'm, you know, kind of like, I don't care. And that was the whole attitude is like, you may not like me, but I, I just don't give a damn. It doesn't go with what I'm doing ever so you you stay over there and do that and that's okay you Mm -hmm. know I'm gonna be me and I'm okay with me you know and that's kind of the whole purpose of the song so if you you know I tell people if you've ever felt like that kind of like the hypocrites are you know talking about you but they're doing the same thing you know but you're doing wrong but behind closed doors they're doing the exact same thing you know then this song's for you and i almost so I told somebody i said this is a song you wish you would have written you know because yeah. <laughs> when you hear it you're like oh dang like, <laughs> she kind of puts it out there
0: completely yeah, yeah. um
1: <laughs>
0: is, so you're releasing the music video tomorrow um we we'll, Why did you decide to wait so long to release the music video? Or is it just a, it wasn't ready when you were releasing the single?
1: Well, we couldn't get our, okay. So my single released, like I said, May 8th, my Mm -hmm. daughter graduated high school the next week. Yeah. So we were getting ready for that. And then Mother's Day happened and then Memorial Day. It just, it was a timing issue. Um, so we, we took one, I think it was like a Tuesday, Um, we did some of the scenes on a Tuesday, so we had to get that scheduled with the videographer. And then that next Sunday, which was not this Sunday, but the Sunday, um, before last, so we can have to go, we finished it up and then it just takes time for him to edit. He got me the first version, like the next day he was like, here, what do you think? And I'm like, okay, I like this part, love most of it, but can we take these little parts out? So it comes to me and we kind of go back and forth and then we get it just where I want it. And then I kind of set a release date. So, but okay. May was just a busy month, <laughs> just yeah. a busy month.
0: Uh, like, I mean, even though still you shot it, you started shooting it, let's call it, you said like towards the end of May, right? Or No, we started shooting no, it about two weeks ago. Two Okay. To so extent. you started shooting it mid June, mm-hmm. early mid June. And the fact that you have it ready to go already is that's, right. that's mind boggling. Cause I like, that's, I don't make music videos, but I do video production in general right. and I know what it takes to just do like 30 second commercials. That it's like,
1: right. It was a two day, it was a two day shoot mm-hmm. um, pretty much is what it was. Cause it was two different locations. Yeah. Well, it was three, three different locations, but we mm-hmm. did one location in little rock. Yeah. at the place that I play uh, called the library kitchen plus lounge yeah, um, right there on president Clinton Avenue. So we did the concert scene there and then we did the rest of it here in Bologna where I live. And uh, there's some aerial shots in it from the drone. It's, it's, I'm pretty proud of it. I mean, I, it's probably the best video we've done so far. I can't My wait video, my videographer is awesome. He gets stuff out pretty quick. So okay. unless, like I said, unless it's just a timing issue. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to see it now. Like, I'm really <laughs> excited to see it so um
1: you have so, to tell me what you think
0: <laughs> so that'll be out uh tomorrow at midnight or Friday. tonight at midnight tonight at, tonight at midnight tonight at midnight yeah i don't know why i don't even know what day it is anymore like i'm just over here like oh it's a it's a day
1: well, that's, that's okay because yesterday i thought it was wednesday and i said hey my video drops tomorrow and i was like i checked at midnight last night i was like why is it not working and i was like oh no it's not that. It's Tuesday. Oh, great. <laughs> It's it. Tuesday. Yeah. How did I miss a day? But I did. Uh, Missed a whole day, so I had to go back on my Facebook and go, coming out Thursday. Yep.
0: Yep. That's funny. I, yeah. It, it's, I call it, it's the relapse, or not relapse, but it's symptoms of COVID. Like, I just <laughs> literally don't know.
1: Mine is just CRS. I yeah. just can't remember. Yep.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Can't
1: remember anything. Yeah
0: you've been in lockdown for a year and a half it's just kind of like right okay it might be monday who knows <laughs> who really knows oh um, yeah but given a damn it this is uh, a, a one of a series of singles that you're releasing throughout the year yes um what number of it what number song is it for the year this is number
1: it? this is number two for the okay. year and then my plan is to release number three the end of next month so the end of okay. july it is number three, and that video will probably come out. I would say end of August, middle of August. We try to like release a song, kind of mm-hmm. let it get some traction, and yep. then release the video so that it gets some more traction. Versus gotcha. doing it all at one time, you know, you kind of keep it longer that way.
0: Yeah, oh, understood. And then is the yeah. plan like to do an EP, LP, or what's kind of the plan? No,
1: I will actually have a full album. So okay. I started last June. At the end of June, I released my first single um of 2020 at the end of june and then the first it called cranking up the crazy and so i released four last year cranking up the crazy the me you could have had little rock famous and somebody here's walking so all of those were done released before january and then i released little things so that would be number five this will be number six Six. um i'll have i think four more this year and then we'll release it as a compilation album so
0: oh that's awesome that's really cool so they'll all be (laughs) re-released especially during COVID like you're, you're just releasing singles when you're not really able to get out and play like singles is really the, really the smart way, not necessarily the best way to go, but it's the most logical way to go when you can't get out and play. So that's, that's awesome. And then, You'll be releasing the full length album. You said the end of the year or beginning of next year, whenever it is.
1: Probably. Well, that we haven't. Depending on what the schedule looks like, because yeah. I I release everything with my producer, so mm-hmm. he does one song at a time. Yeah. Um, he's working on my next song, which is "Back When." Um, mm-hmm. I've already recorded the vocals for the rest of my releases. Um, for this year, right? Nice. Um, except for one, and I've got to go back and do the vocals for that, but the music's done. So he works on them one at a time. And he says, okay, we, we got this one done just like you want it. What's the next song? And then I look at what I've done and I go, okay, what time of the year are we in? And boom, let's do this one. Because Back When, which is my next song, is kind of a summery type song. So we're going to release it in the summer, you know, yeah. versus that's why I did little things around Valentine's Day, you know, because it's a love song. It's a duet. So
0: it's Thinking. going to be awesome. it, it's going to be awesome to actually have summer songs out this year that we can go party or you know right
1: well check well, out cranking up the crazy cuz it's a fun one right. <laughs> it's the first, uh, first summer release of last year it was really fun and, and the videos fun so if you check out the video it's really fun there's a lyric video and a regular video so that's
0: gotcha. Got <laughs> um And then as far as like moving forward as you're going through the rest of these releases, are you starting to pick up shows outside of the dueling piano stuff? Are you starting to pick up shows or what's kind of um, the schedule looking like moving forward?
1: So I think I I discussed this a little uh, bit earlier because my dueling job is, it's my main source of income. Um, If I take off, I have to basically make sure that where I go or what I'm doing is replacing
0: my income and then
1: being able to pay my musicians you know well as well um so i try to do one to two shows a month two max um unless i'm doing like more of a solo like i you know i'll play at a winery or something like that outside of like full band um but that's generally before i go to dueling so that's different but um I, i enjoy doing festivals and um i think we'd like to eventually get into casinos and things like that you know I do I do my solo stuff and then I play when I can. But I know that us doing the Delta Arts Festival that we just did earlier this month, I've already had um, you know, two different offers to go play somewhere. So once people see it, then they're like, Oh, like we like her. We want her back. You know, so that's you know, it's just getting out there, but I just can't do it as often as a lot of solo artists do because I have bills to pay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I completely understood. <laughs> you know, and my every- band's
1: not cheap. <laughs> I, I should be like, we're not cheap. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it it's uh definitely one of those deals where it's like everybody's different. Every like scene is different because yeah. you know if you're in a big city, playing twice a month just ain't gonna cut it. But. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, it, it just kind of depends on the scene. Speaking right. of the scene, what's the uh, scene like? In, what's the music scene like in Little Rock and the surrounding area?
1: Um, it's picking back up. uh live music is is coming back, and we're not like known a lot for live music, but downtown where I work, uh more and more restaurants are starting to pick up, and you know the bars are picking up more live music. So I'm hoping, that since we're coming out of COVID that more places will be able to afford to add live music. Mm -hmm. And I think people are ready to, you know, just get out and we've been open for a while here in Arkansas. So, I mean, I only, I only didn't work for like six weeks and then we were back playing. yeah, I was, I've been playing for the last year.
0: Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Now it's
1: cut back. We went from five days a week to two and now we're back at three. So it's, it's slowly rolling more. So
0: Cause I know in Texas, we, as far as like the music there seemed like other than outside of, uh, like two months early on during the pandemic, it seemed like shows started coming back. Like if you knew a guy who knew a guy, who, <laughs> yeah. you, play, you know, like one of those deals, right. um,
1: we played uh, in our driveway, <laughs> we've band practice and invite the neighborhood. <laughs> nice. It's like, we're shut down. Y'all want to practice to we'll go out in the driveway, sit up have a live concert out in the driveway. So.
0: Hey, that that's a great way to do it. Um, and then of course, like outside of music, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do outside of music when you need a little you time or to get away from the chaos that life can bring? I,
1: I love going to the movies. I love the movie theater. We actually built a movie theater here in our house um, because we like movies so much. Hey. So um, if I can go to the theater and kind of escape, I really enjoy that. My son, my youngest son likes to bowl. So now we bowl a lot. <laughs> He's like, I want to go bowling. I'm like, oh, I guess so. He's got, I want to say like 12 bowling balls. I don't understand his fascination with bowling balls, but... He's almost 17, so he goes and buys bowling balls all the time off Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Hey. And it tells me all the time, "You need to get a better bowling ball, mom. You need a heavier one." I'm like, Would "You just let me bowl my 120 and shut up." Yeah, I'm
0: good. He, he sounds like me when I was 18. That like right. I grew up in the South Side of Chicago. That was really all we could do with that, where we weren't going to get in trouble. So it was like, "All right, eh, you can go bowl." Well,
1: he's, he's on the bowling team and he, he consistently, um, I know when he's, when he started, when we would just go bowl for fun, like he wouldn't even break like 70, 75. Mm -hmm. And that was probably like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And now he's consistently bowling 200. So like, he's got all the balls, (laughs) he understands the physics of it. And he was like, you got to get this, this weight ball. And I'm like, I have my ball from fifth grade. That's what I still use. It's 10 pounds. It's fine with me. I mean, on my bowling ball, my bowling bag—it's like the old bowling yep. bag <laughs> has my maiden name on it and my old address. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I am not taking this seriously. You do that all day long, son. Get you a scholarship, yeah. you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I do it for fun.
1: I yeah. do it for that—drink a beer and eat some pizza. Hey, <laughs>
0: okay. that—that's the way to do it too. Uh, mm-hmm. w- what's been a good movie you've seen recently?
1: uh we just saw well i've seen a few we've seen a uh, quiet place too that was okay. really good so there's going to be a three there has to be because the way that ended was uh it's got there's got to be a three um and then we just saw i guess the conjuring okay and I've then seen i'm seen looking yeah and i want to go see the new purge i don't know if you notice there's a thing in my
0: so <laughs> i actually what was i watching yesterday i was watching oh oh something popped or uh, a new station thing popped up on my dad's Roku. And I was, uh, it had, uh, the entire series of news radio, little, uh-huh. uh, sitcom from back in the day. And I was watching it. And when the ad popped up, I thought I was hearing things. I thought, I thought it was just an ad for the purge, the TV show that, uh, what is it on USA or it was on USA or whatever. Oh, I
1: don't know. God, I, I never saw that
0: one. Yeah. There, there's like a purge TV show on uh, USA. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm not even thinking about it. And then like an hour or two later, I'm still watching my show and the ad pops up again and it says the forever purge. And I'm like, wait, what? And it right. gave like the date and I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we went, I'm-
1: Yeah. So we went and saw the, I, guess, I think the first movie we saw going back when they started like really opening theaters back up um, a couple of months ago was uh the, the new saw movie mm. like we saw that like a, oh, whenever spiral. it first came out spiral. Spi- uh, yeah spiral yeah. so good nice so anything that's like that suspense i like comedies and i like suspense but um I, the next movie of course i'm trying to get somebody to go with me to see it but they're not into musicals is the is it the heights that new movie yeah. the heights i, I want to see it really bad
0: i haven't watched it yet because uh i if i do if i do watch it i'm gonna watch it on hbo max because i've already paid my 15 bucks there you go um but i know my dad isn't into musicals and my mom she's just not in a situation to really care one way or the other and so she's kind of like well i'm gonna wait till i go back to texas and just make it really weird and
1: watch by myself and why not (laughs) yeah um, but that's but I, that's the next movie i want to go see but i'll probably end up going by myself so guys. but i enjoy getting the popcorn I, I mean even if i'm just eight i'll get a small popcorn <laughs> but part of that probably comes from you know i worked i worked at a movie theater for three years through college yeah. so i absolutely loved going to the movies
0: yeah actually one movie that i'm i was 100 percent against it when i first heard about it but after seeing it seeing the ads it's just kind of like you know what I'm gonna give it a shot. I want to see the new Space Jam movie or the remake or oh, the mm-mm. continuation. <laughs> I, think, movie, I don't think
1: whatever. I ever saw the I don't think I ever saw the first one all the way yeah. through. I, I'm not into cartoons though. That was never yeah. a big thing for me. I mean I when I was little but yeah. I like Pixar though. I do like Pixar.
0: Pixar is really good. They're yeah, their, their one uh, Lucas or Luca, whatever it is. Yeah.
1: I'll have to check it out. I haven't seen it yet.
0: It's it's interesting. So but no, that's uh, like, that's awesome. Movies are always a fun passion to talk about because everybody's are different. And, you
1: know, <laughs> like you know. I said, I just gave you what I've seen. If you see it, if you see a little bit of a, a trend in my, yeah. <laughs> my movie watching, it's, I love the, the, the crime suspense from yeah. my police background.
0: <laughs> a really good movie that is kind of flying under the radar that not a lot of people are talking about, at least from what I've seen uh-huh. is a uh, Greenland with uh um uh what's his name from 300 uh gerard butler that's his name
1: i think i saw i think i saw a, a, like a preview for that but yeah i don't it's remember actually, what it's about it's actually a pretty good it's
0: pretty decent movie like if you're into suspense and stuff like that i think it's pretty decent so
1: awesome i might have to check it out
0: yeah it i mean yeah
1: for me was, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah
0: one night me and my dad <laughs> were watching it and it was just kind of like oh what's this cool and two hours later or whatever it was, I was like, I did not expect to be awake right now. I thought I was going to be asleep a half hour into this. Thing. It was it's like, pretty yeah.
1: good then, huh? Yeah. I'll have to check it out.
0: So, but um, first off, I want to thank you so much for just sitting down, chatting with me, shooting this shit, you know, all the fun Anytime. stuff. Anytime. <laughs> uh, thank you. If, for anybody that wants to uh, follow you on Facebook or any of the socials to check out the new music video that drops tonight, uh where's the best place for them to check out your schedule your music your videos all the fun stuff
1: uh probably on my website which is just www.pamelahopkinsmusic.com all my social media links are right there so if you go to facebook it's singer pamela hopkins instagram mm-hmm. is pamela hopkins music twitter's p hopkins music but my website's probably the quickest to get there um which like I says pamela hopkins music.com so as soon as it drops tonight i will put it on my webpage so it'll direct it'll directly link uh to the youtube um vivo channel so cool yeah
0: awesome perfect well once again thank you so much for jumping on uh thank you. Uh, sorry <laughs> I got a little tongue tied on that one First off, thank you so much for jumping on. I really appreciate it. But before we leave, I got to ask you the most controversial question in all Uh of America. Okay. Pineapple pizza, yes or no?
1: No, no, no. Gross, no. I wasn't sure where Arkansas
0: and Little Rock, where they started.
1: Now, we do have people that that love the, the pineapple on the pizza. I just, I can't do sweet and i keep I my palate does not do that it cannot i don't do salt on my watermelon don't,
0: wait don't wait do. wait salt that's, on the watermelon that's a thing
1: that's a thing in arkansas i don't do it i've never even tried it people are like you gotta try it mm, nope okay. all right
0: <laughs> so you well, have to try
1: it now and now you know on tiktok people are putting mustard on watermelon okay yeah
0: <laughs> nope Nope. i'm good i'm so uh, good
1: yeah
0: i'm the so pineapple
1: pizza pineapple one and i guess it's a that's a hawaiian pizza i mean there are people yeah. here that love it i just I, I don't care for it i pick them off if somebody has they're like you want pineapple Mm-mm. <laughs> and if you put I mean, it on it i will pick them up i'll eat them separate i'll eat yeah. them separate but i will not eat them on my cheese no
0: i mean if you put it in front of me and i'm hungry enough i'll eat around it but other than that it- just pick them off yeah i lead around it but other than that i ain't touched it don't don't bring it anywhere near me
1: well good <laughs> so. well you're from texas though so it's maybe no, it's a it's a from,
0: i'm from chicago so oh yeah, it, is that right, a thing
1: I, in chicago do they no, do pineapple no. on pizza yeah, no
0: it's Great. a cardinal sin right oh yeah yeah it is a cardinal sin but, but like it, i said
1: i know people that love it and i'm just like
0: gross yep and every time I ask the question, I always get varying answers, which is why it's quickly become the most controversial. Yes. The most controversial question we can ask.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say if you would have said you like pineapple on your pizza, we couldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: <laughs> hey. hey. It, it is what, <laughs> so, but once again, thank you so much for jumping on. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you everybody for tuning in, and we thank will you guys.
1: You <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Nope. All right, press.